0: Sometimes waiting is hard. Whether it is a special event or a birthday that seems slow in coming or long lines at the airport security, remember that. Or as Bobby reminded us a couple of weeks ago, the plaintive voice from the back seat on a long car trip that asks, Are we there yet? Or as Maggie Seaman asked during David Lee's children's moment, What if it's a really long trip? Sometimes waiting is hard. I remember what it was like when Betty Ann and I were waiting for our children to be born. Back then, of course, you didn't know until the actual birth if your baby was going to be a girl or a boy, and I can remember our being impatient both times. Sometimes waiting is hard. And we've all heard sayings like patience is a virtue and and, good things come to those who wait. But waiting still doesn't always come easily to us. Maybe it was easier in an earlier age when getting from Europe to America took a couple of months on a sailing vessel. Or when it took almost a year to travel from the eastern states out to the western frontier on a wagon train. But nowadays, of course, it's a very different story. We're accustomed to a a fast paced, fast food, instant gratification world with everything from instant coffee to breaking news. You can buy a car on instant credit and have it delivered out of a vending machine. Even though many of us have slowed down during this coronavirus quarantine period, we still have instant communication anywhere in the world through the internet, Whether it's online or in a line, waiting in the curbside pickup lane at the grocery store or in the pickup lane at the restaurant at the doctor's office or in the back seat of a car or obeying a stay-at-home order during a worldwide pandemic, we don't like to wait. We like to get what we want when we want it. But we also know, and some of us know it more vividly than others of us do, that life often doesn't work that way. Especially when it comes to the really important things in life, relationships, character, freedom, healing, faith. When it comes to the important things and to our deep down well-being as people, More and more of us are realizing that there are no quick and readily available answers. Now, lest we think that we are alone in this, the Bible is full of stories about people who had to wait for God. Abraham and Sarah waited almost their entire lives before they were able to have children. The people of Israel waited for generations for deliverance from slavery in Egypt, and and then they had to wait another 40 years before they could enter the Promised Land. The Jewish people waited for the coming of a Messiah for centuries. And the examples aren't limited to the Bible either. African American people came to this country 400 years ago against their will and into slavery. And over the centuries, they, they sang, and they ached, and they longed for freedom. When that f- freedom was finally proclaimed in 1863, enslaved black people in Texas had to wait until June the 19th, 1865, to hear about it and to realize their freedom. But the sad reality is that they are still waiting waiting for the full realization of the promise in that proclamation and in the founding documents of our country. The racism that made slavery possible is still with us, sometimes deep below the surface, sometimes expressed in our social institutions and mechanisms of opportunity, and sometimes, tragically, right out in the open. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. How do we handle those seasons of waiting that we we all go through? Waiting for a, a relationship, for a child, for the economy to open up again, for a business opportunity or a job? or for the promise of freedom to find full fruition. Today's psalm gives us an idea about what we might do. First of all, we cry out to God. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. You know, the psalms are sometimes brutally honest. They don't present to us an easy or Pollyanna faith. They convey honest expressions to God over a whole variety of human experiences and human emotions. And so, like the psalmist, we cry out to God. And we cry out to God not because God doesn't already know what we're going through, but because we need to talk to God about it. No matter what we're struggling with, whether it's in the depths of our hearts where no one else sees or in the depths of our life circumstances, God wants us to talk to God about it. And God wants to talk to us. Maybe we need to own up to our impatience before God. Maybe we need to lament and cry out that we are aching, longing for the promise to be fulfilled. Maybe we need to vent our anger over our waiting and over the ways people are less than human with each other because we know what true humanity looks like. It looks like Jesus and it acts toward other people like Jesus acts toward other people. But then very often comes the period of waiting We wait. We wait for an answer. When God's timing doesn't seem to coincide with our timing, we still have a choice about how we're going to respond. We can become frustrated and angry that things are not working out the way we wanted, when we wanted, and that's understandable or we can seize that time of waiting as an opportunity to grow in faith. How can waiting possibly help us to grow? Well the Bible has a few things to tell us about that too. First of all listen to what Isaiah says in Isaiah forty thirty one. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting can renew our strength. Waiting can be a time for us to, to reflect, to refresh, to recharge. Time waiting is not necessarily time wasted. A season of waiting can engage us with others who are also waiting, or the depth of who's waiting we cannot really begin to comprehend. We can listen. And learn and grow in knowledge and compassion waiting can renew our strength and second listen again to what Paul says in Romans 5 we also boast in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us. In other words, waiting can refine our character. That's part of what God is in the business of doing, you see, reforming, reshaping our character to become more like Jesus. Waiting builds us in patience, endurance, and in courage and determination. God wants us to be listening to and learning from the Gospel story, and not just about everlasting life, but also to how Jesus would teach us to live in the present moment, in community with others, some like us and some very much not like us, and to love each other. God wants to develop in us a faith that endures even when we are calling out from the depths and God seems slow to answer. Thirdly waiting can refocus our purpose. Sometimes when we're waiting we're forced to stop and and rethink what life is really all about and and what is most important. Waiting can help us refocus our purpose to better align our purpose with God's purpose. We can ask questions of ourselves and of one another. Questions like, what would Jesus say to me about how I am thinking and talking about the great issues that are before us today and for which we are waiting for solutions? Where would Jesus stand What would it mean for us as those who belong to Jesus to begin and end our thinking about the great issues of our day in the gospel and in what Jesus shows us about ourselves and about God? And finally, we need to ask, what are we waiting for? This is very important. Notice that the psalmist doesn't just say, my soul waits. But my soul waits for the Lord. The psalmist isn't just waiting for an answer, but waiting for a personal God to act. Usually we have it the other way around. We're waiting for an answer, and God is just the agency through which we expect to get it. But the Bible shows us a God who is more personal than that. The God for whom we wait is the one who knows us and loves us, but who still gently and firmly invites us to grow. You see, in the Bible, waiting is not passivity. Waiting is an active expectation, an ongoing trust in and dependence on God as we go through life. Because while we're waiting, we're also trusting that God will be at work in and through us and in and through others. We're remembering that God has shown us in Jesus Christ just how much we and the whole world are loved. So perhaps another way that my question of a moment ago can be phrased is not, what are we waiting for? but what are we waiting for? One more thing. When we find ourselves in the depths, when we cry out to God and wait for the Lord, we should remember that God has already been waiting for us. God is amazingly patient with us through our wanderings, our doubts and delays and disbeliefs, and even our tragically wrong ideas and deeds. God is waiting for us. God is patiently waiting for us Christians to trust in God and to trust that what God has shown us in Jesus Christ is the way, and the truth and the life. Are we there yet? No. But what are we waiting for?